You're listening to a leadership podcast, Whispercast. That's the uh, kind of introductory podcast for a feature-length podcast. My name is Rick Enlow, and I'm here with Dave Hillis. Hi there, Rick. It's great to see you. And we are going to talk about power, power in the playground. Power in uh, the playground, yeah. It's going to be, I think, uh, an important um, uh, conversation to we're gonna, because we're going to get a chance to speak to the president of the Pittsburgh Leadership Foundation. Yeah, yeah. A couple things. One is, um, you know, we we've continued to talk about um, the city as playground and a lot of the different elements that make up uh, a city as a playground. And I think we have hinted um, at the idea that you know, in order to kind of cultivate anything, you, you've got to have some kind of power. To do so, but we've never actually talked uh, directly about power, how it works, how it doesn't work, and so I think we're going to have a great opportunity uh, in talking with Lisa Pratt Slayton, who, among many other things, um, has had the uh, both awesome responsibility as well as I think I'm sure the the burden of following uh, Reed Carpenter, who started the whole uh, Leadership Foundation movement. So I think that's that's one idea. The other one, Rick, is that um, I'm, I'm fairly convinced that uh, if you, again, begin in Genesis and go all the way through to Revelation and you have all of these strange episodes um, trying to just make sense out of, well, why did this happen or why did that happen in that way? I think at least one of the ways to make sense um, is to look at the scripture through the lens of power. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a bias that God is completely and utterly concerned with how power works and ultimately whether or not that power is used to include, uh, to build up, to help make things flourish, or to go the opposite way. Um, one, of, one of the really powerful images for me around this is in Matthew 28 where it's one of the four great commissions, and you remember Jesus is getting ready to say now, you know, go out and, and you know, make disciples uh, of the nations. But he says, um, just as the Father has given, you know, me power and authority, he then turns to his disciples and says, so do I give you power and authority to get out and get the job done. And I've oftentimes talked about, you know, you can see the arc of power, right? God empties God's self into Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus grabs that power, empties Jesus' self into the disciples, i.e. the church. And then what is the next logical conclusion? Well, the, the church would be giving away its power to the world. Or, that's, or, or hoard it. Or hoard it. <laughs> and I think it's that place, you know, in a, in a very real way. Um, what does uh, people of faith do with power? We'll probably have more to do with our witness uh, to the gospel as, as anything that we do, so. Yeah, it's interesting because I actually looked up the word empower, you know, just a mm-hmm. some basic dictionary, and the antonym or the opposite that was listed was liberate. Mm-hmm. And I thought, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if I think that's the opposite. I think that actually, you know, there's a huge connection between, um, you know, you know, giving up power or, or passing it on and, and being liberated. That's right. You know, so. Yeah, I, I think that, in fact, it's two sides, I think, really to the same coin. Um, and, and this is what makes it a little bit dicey, you know, because, you know, as, as Lord Acton said, you know, many years ago, I mean, you know, power corrupts. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of like comma and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And it's it's almost 
something about it that um, is very difficult to use it in the way that uh, it's uh, intended. So. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, to, to get back to the sort of maybe the grand metaphor for the last decade, which is the uh, the Lord of the Rings, you know, as it, <laughs> as it hit the big screen. But, you know, sometimes when I see someone who I think is a little bit um, over the top in terms of power, you know, and hoarding maybe, um, which is sort of a powerful assessment by me anyway, mm-hmm. by the way. But, mm-hmm. uh, but I just always think, you know, did, you know, um, I think maybe, you know, it's, it's so easy to put the ring on, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you can, I think in that particular narrative, you know, the idea that when you, when you wear the ring, all of a sudden, all the dark forces, um, uh, can identify you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what a well, and I, and so I think, you know, again, what, what makes it tricky and, and even the scripture itself, I mean, I think Jesus's own words are a bit quizzical because, uh, you remember the, the, it's almost a humorous, um, moment where, um, two of the disciples are kind of discussing amongst one another and they don't appear to have enough courage. So they send their mother to Jesus <laughs> <Right>. and they <laughs> kind of, Hey, can I ask you something? And it's like, yeah, well, we'd really like to sit, you know, um, you know, in these powerful positions what you anticipate Jesus doing is scolding them, you know, saying, how dare you? But in fact, he appears to say, you know, to want power, to, you know, have some sense of, of even grasping it um, is not a negative thing. Um, now, you know, will you use power? Um, and he begins to talk about, you know, the cup mm-hmm. and suffering. Um, and so I think that then becomes a little bit of the litmus test. And so... It would be one thing if we could just, anytime power showed up, we could run from it and think that that was our Christian, you know, duty. Yeah. Um, or, you know, all we should do is sort of gather it as much as we can. But, again, we talked about this third way. I think there's something about we we need to, you know, grab power if we're realistic about making cities playgrounds. But we have to do it in a way that's very different than the, you know, natural sort of Donald Trump kind of ways that are yeah. lifted up in front of us. Now, we had an interesting uh, experience last week. Um, the The only Anglican pastor in Baghdad, Iraq, was in my town. Mm. And I had a chance to uh, sit down and talk to him. Mm. And uh, and it's Andrew White. He's considered the vicar of Baghdad. He's written a couple books. And, and um, all anything he's, he's doing or has done is to try to help people that are essentially, especially children, and uh, women who are uh, just suffering from from all the violence, and so hmm. he kind of has a a ministry to the PTSD community, you know, because everybody in that country has been, you know, just shocked, and uh, and so he just reaches out and he, you know, he just helps people, right? Yeah. And he has a huge price tag on his head uh, from the ISIS, uh, you know, kind of squad mm-hmm. because they consider him the most powerful hmm. influence. Uh, in the in the, the country, mm-hmm. and really, what he's done is uh, work with the powerless. Right, right. Exactly. Really remarkable. Yeah, you know, just because we we try to point our uh, our listeners to uh, resources, one of the books I would recommend is by uh, Andy Crouch, who uh, is a kind of a senior editor for Christianity Today. But he he's written a, a really interesting book called Playing God: colon, Redeeming the Gift of Power. Hmm. And it, uh, it, it, yeah, it, it just, I would, I would highly recommend it because it, it's a very sober look at, you know, we need power. Um, you, 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 you're, you're a bit of a, you know, 
I mean, we can't even really have a conversation if you don't assume that power's at play. Right. But he talks about exactly what he says in the title. It's, it's, it's this gift from God, uh, but it can oftentimes go astray. And so how do you redeem it? Um, how do you make use of it? And uh, it, it's, it's a very worthwhile read. And it's one that, again, in Leadership Foundations, we've tried to make use of as we go about making cities uh, become more like playgrounds than battlegrounds. It's so interesting, too, Dave. What do you think about the, you know, the context that we live in is economic power? And yet we're, uh, um, you know, spiritual leaders mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So um, what about that tension between being spiritually economic or economically spiritual? Um, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's a interesting railroad track. It is. Well, you know, I, you know, it would be, yeah, we should talk a lot about this. I, anytime I get a question like that, Rick, I, where my mind runs to is, is people. And I have a particular... Um, interest in energy these days in Pope Francis. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, and not just because, you know, I happen to be a Catholic boy, um, although that's nice, but there's something about him and his leadership. And one of the things that I would say in direct answer to your question is that you get someone like Francis who is simultaneously uh, reforming the Vatican Bank, which is completely and utterly an economic question and then turns around without appearing to even lose, you know, um, any sense of step and begins to talk about, you know, the uh, synod uh, of bishops on family and, you know, dealing with some very technical, personal issues. And for um, Francis, it's like, well, what did you put on your economic hat over here? And then you take it off and you put on your pastoral hat over here. Yeah. He, He seems to not work in those kind of compartments it, it's like you know it's it's people um, and people are impacted by economics as much as you know religion as much as you know the environment um, mm-hmm. I mean, his his encyclical around the environment you know is is spectacular in its its wholeness um, mm-hmm. that there's all of these different issues at play so I think I'm trying and I think leadership foundations has tried to do that is you know we're not a religious group that can only deal with religious issues right. or we're not just a social agency group it's it's the ability to you know sit with educators around you know issues of education and then turn and engage uh, leaders of faith uh, because that then becomes the presenting issue to uh, to that city so yeah, and having done a little intelligence uh, about Lisa and the uh, Pittsburgh Leadership Foundation I think the word that you can listen for and uh, one of the words is uh, integration mm-hmm. and reintegration mm-hmm. and just what you're saying the idea that uh we don't we we've been talked into living these compartmentalized lives when it comes to power and yeah. actually spiritualizing some of them and not others yeah yeah in fact one of my favorite stories with lisa they've created a really remarkable leadership um initiative where they are engaging you know all kinds of leaders in pittsburgh um around the principles of good leadership but she talks about the story of a um, person who ran a company, Christian man, and, you know, 300 employees, multi, you know, million dollar, um, you know, budget, I mean, the whole bit, um, and impacting all kinds of people's lives. 
But when he, you ask him, or before he went through this, this training, when you asked him what his ministry was, it was being on the deacon's board, you know, making sure right. that, you know, there's coffee for Sunday school. And it's, it's like, now there's, there's no denying that we don't want good coffee, you know, for Sunday school. <laughs> but it's like, you've got, you know, 300-odd employees yeah. whose livelihoods depend on you keeping this business alive. That's ministry. And I think that's what Lisa did, or is doing, I should say, in Pittsburgh, is, yeah, getting people out of these compartments and saying, you know, how do we, how do we have this larger, uh, more seamless view of life um, that helps each other. Well, I look forward to that conversation, and that's going to be in our full-length podcast. And we do these whispercasts to give you some time to do some thinking and even reading mm-hmm. about uh, what we're talking about. It allows for you also to ask questions at leadershipfoundations.org. And uh, we invite you to listen to the upcoming full-length podcast where we will talk to Lisa, and uh, we'll hear about power in the playground. Power in the playground. Looking forward to it. All right. Thank you. Thank you.